Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Super Bowl Sunday, and it's also 2319 day. Twenty-three <laughs> nineteen. So, uh, have you guys seen a lot of posts on the ins- on Instagram lately regarding twenty-three nineteen? Uh, I just saw one from D twenty-three. Uh, they said happy twenty-three uh, nineteen. Oh. Did you have you seen that one, Nelson? No, I, I the only instance I guess that I saw was when you greeted me happy twenty-three nineteen. <laughs> okay, yeah, because this like, morning I saw uh, an Instagram post by Disney. It was happy 2319 day, everybody. And it was the picture of the the monster and the uh, the agent. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if the listeners don't know, uh, that's from Monsters Inc. Everybody, so check that movie out. It's pretty good. So um, on today's episode, we have an article we're gonna go over, and then we're gonna be discussing uh, Disney animated movies that have become or are being planned to become live action remakes. So we're gonna talk about our thoughts on them, and we're also gonna talk about. Uh, whether or not we we like the idea that they're doing this, you know, because they've been doing this for a while, it looks like. So um, first, let's let's take a look at the article. Um, this article is from uh, Thursday, January thirty first, uh, Anaheim, California, uh, Disneyland. Man climbs off Space Mountain during ride, prompting closure of roller coaster. So Disney's Space Mountain remained closed on Thursday following an incident two days earlier in which a man climbed off the roller coaster while it was in motion, officials said. According to Disneyland officials, the man was in his 20s, was unhurt, and was guided to safety by park employees. He was able to walk to a first aid station and was later taken to a hospital as a precaution. The California Division of Occupational Safety was immediately informed of the Tuesday incident. It was unclear when the Tomorrowland ride would be reopened pending inspection from the state agency. The man used force to maneuver his way out of the roller coaster vehicle whose lap restraint mechanism remained in place, Disneyland officials said. Um, this article doesn't mention, but he had a cognitive disability is what another article had said as well. So, um, what do you guys think? Uh, Rissa, what do you think about this incident? Um, I think it's kind of scary that, uh, somebody was able to do that. Um, I mean, it's especially scary, like if, if a kid or a teenager can figure out a way to maneuver their way out and like just get out in the middle of a ride. Um, I hope that they don't have to, um, beef up, uh, safety measures. Um, it looks like the ride has reopened. Um, I'm looking at the app right now. Um, but yeah, it's a bit scary and unsettling that that can happen. What about you, Nelson? What do you think about this incident? Uh, unfortunate and just like confusing because I'm just thinking to myself like those restraints are like, I mean, I'm not the strongest guy ever, but those are pretty tight, you know? Right. Like they they click and, you know, latch on. So I'm just thinking, like, how did he do that? <laughs> right. Just, how much force did it require for him to put on the restraint to get out, right? Either that or, like, if he's a contortionist. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dang, that, so that's for, not easy to do. For Space Mountain, I can see that it's quite difficult to do that. But, like, say for Big Thunder. Yeah, that's easier. It's oh, well, way easier. Right, oh, yeah, it's just one lap bar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if they had taken him on that ride what could have happened right 
I mean, I can, if I sit next to somebody, you know, that's a li- just a slight bit bigger than me, I can totally just slip out. That's true. Because it's I just can like one stand up on yeah. the ride. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I've, what I've read from some other cast members that have worked attractions before, especially the, uh, the thrill ride attractions is that uh, these restraints are meant to keep you in, but they're not meant to like keep you stuck. Um, they're meant to keep you from coming out during you know, um, G-Force, uh, when you experience, like, turns and twists and stuff, but they're not meant to, like, trap you, basically, uh, is what they said. So there's, there's like, wiggle room to get out, but it's possible that he didn't uh, pull it all the way down, you know what I mean? And yeah. left some gap, uh, yeah. just in case he wanted to get out, you know? If he, if he was, you know, not thinking about, you know, all the safety that goes into it, he probably just left a little bit of slack so that he could force his way out. Right. Well, if that's the case, then that last cast member was slacking. Well, yeah. they don't really push it hard down on you, do they? I mean, no, they they're, don't. They're supposed to check, quote unquote, that, you know, you're locked in. Right. I mean, you're locked in because you're. they pull up on the lap bar, but they don't push down to give it another lock. You know what I mean? They well, don't stuck you in, stick you in. On this one, they don't even push it down. They right. No, they tell yeah. you to they pull don't. up your lap bar, right? Yeah. So you could leave it loose potentially mm-hmm. and then still pull up on the lap bar. I mean, there are some, especially say on Incredicoaster, that they definitely like push down. Yeah, they push down yeah. to lock you in. Yeah. Well, that one actually has a flip. That's probably why. Yeah, because that one has a yeah. loop. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this one with the lap bar only, it's like they don't really physically touch it. They just tell mm-hmm. you to pull push up on the restraint, your push up on the restraint, yeah. right? So you can push up on it, but leave a lot of gap, and then you're still pushing up on it. So I mean, also with like the ones with just safety belts, you can totally like pull the yeah, give yourself some the, slack and or put yeah, your hand and then in sit between. on it or yeah, yeah, because yeah. they just tell you oh pull on pull on pull the on yellow tab, tab pull yeah. on the yellow tab, make sure it's locked in. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's some protocol that they could do. You know, put your hands up in the air, make sure you're you know you're showing us that you're you're locked in. You know, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think they failed it and I don't think they should change it, but people, you know, you never know what people, that's the, that's the issue here. I feel like maybe they should have more sensors on like the stairs or something. So if, if somebody does get out somehow or like say a a sensor on in the car itself, so it will stop the ride automatically. automatically. Yeah. Well, the the problem I see is if they try to get out while they're in motion and they're moving fast, right? That's yeah. That's the danger is if mm-hmm. they get if they manage to get out while it's turning or something, you're going to fall. You're going to die. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially in the dark. You don't you don't know where you're going. Um, so I, I think they need to introduce more sensors on this ride. I think um, they already exist, though. Like once you get out, it does like people see it. They'll get alerted uh, and then they shut it off right away. Right. Well, from one article, it said that it did a full cycle and they didn't realize the guy was gone until the the vehicle came back oh wow so because he, so, was on, he, he was got he got out the time, in the huh? yeah he got out in the tunnel yeah like yeah, during the, initial, the slow part yeah, yeah the, the slow incline. part yep. yeah so if it took that long because you know you can't have many cameras because that place is dark right but but from what i know like a lot of the rides if you're standing on the stairs it's auto shutdown right like if you're if you're walking on it it's off. It'll turn off. But it didn't. It didn't turn off. Right. Exactly. So this is probably one of the rides that didn't have that. You know. Yeah. Because from what I've heard from Everest, that happens. Like if you're stepping on something or you're on mm-hmm. the track or on the ride, it's off. It's, it'll turn off itself off. Yeah. So, so that's. Well, uh, I'm sure if, if you're like on the on the track, then yeah, it'll turn off. But 
He was just on the stairs walking around. Right, right, right. So, I mean, if it's a utility stairs, people like cast members will do you, you maintenance and stuff while the ride is still operating. So, right. yeah, that's, um, that's a problem. Because, I mean, there are instances also, like, say, on Pirates, where I know somebody that actually hopped out of a boat, took a picture with uh, the dog and, you know, in that scene in the jail, and then hopped back in his boat. And nobody noticed that? The cast I mean, members didn't? they called him out when he got back to the, the port, but they didn't, like, go on the overhead and say, don't do that again, you know? So what happened to him after they called him? Did they uh, ban him from they the didn't. ride? Or? Nope. Wow, they just warned they him. Anything, huh? Yeah, they warned him, and then that's it. All right, then. Yep. What do you think, Nelson? Do you think there should be some changes made or, or no? Well, ideally, they probably should in the sense, like, I feel like what could have caught it better or, like, would have would have prevented this was uh, the last cast member that supposedly checks the, you know, the restraint. Maybe they should add a step to actually, you know, like what they do at Incredicoaster. They, where they, uh, where they know, push down. Right, yeah, they push it down as far as they can do it. So. Right, yeah. That could yeah, be I the think step. That, yeah. that might be yeah. just just the easiest solution. Just a bit more thorough check before you know they release the the vehicles up to the you know the initial incline. Right. And Definitely. So, they they very well might have. Um, that might be why they reopened it so quickly already. Um, yeah, I, I, that was actually my yeah that that was actually my worry it was like I didn't mean to I don't want to sound selfish but I was just thinking like oh man I hope the rides open when we go in a couple yeah. weeks yeah yeah because we are so, gonna be going so if it were an engineering fix I would assume that it would still be closed right now but yeah per, they yeah, probably yeah. went through a, a whole you know protocol type of um, retraining yeah. yeah yeah we'll see because we're they're we're gonna ride it and they'll probably tell us make sure or they'll you'll see if they push down or you know or not yeah well yeah we'll check it out for sure all right so our topic today we're going to be talking about uh disney live action remakes of animated films so we all know that disney started with all these animation films uh from the early from the get-go and that's how they became popular starting with snow white you know sleeping beauty cinderella all those classic classic movies like pinocchio um dumbo and now they they we see it a lot more frequently. We're seeing them coming up a lot more where they do live action remakes of animated films. But actually, it started back in 1994. Um, so we'll we'll talk about the list here and then uh, we'll talk about each of the movies that they did. And then uh, I'll, we'll get your thoughts, your guys' thoughts on uh, what do you think about them doing these remakes. And if you think that it's a good model that they should be doing remakes or coming up with more original live action and or original animated feature films. So uh, let's look at the list, all right? And then when they were released. So the first one that they did live action was The Jungle Book. They did this December 25, they released it December 25, 1994. And that one was based on The Jungle Book from 1967, all right? And then um, this was a theatrical release as well. Um, all of these ones on this list are going to be theatrical releases, not the straight to um, like home theater uh, movies. So the next one they did was 96, November 27, 1996. It was 101 Dalmatians. That one was based on the original animated film of 101 Dalmatians in 1961. And then after that, they had a follow-up sequel in 2000. It was called 102 Dalmatians, and that one was the sequel to that original live-action 101 Dalmatians. Next, they did Alice in Wonderland, March 5th, 2010. So there's a big jump there, 10 years. Um, and that one, 
was based on Alice in Wonderland from 1951. Then they did The Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, July 14, 2010. Um, that one was based on a sequence from Fantasia, uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Yen Sid and Mickey Mouse. Um, and then the next was Maleficent. That was done May 30, 2014. And that one was based on Sleeping Beauty from 1959. Next, they did Cinderella, March 13, 2015, based on Cinderella, the animated movie, 1950. Again, the next thing they did was revisit The Jungle Book. Uh, that was released April 15, 2016, based on The Jungle Book movie from 1967. Then they did Alice Through the Looking Glass um, on May 27, 2016 which was the sequel to Alice in Wonderland that they did March 5, 2010. So um, after that, they did Beauty and the Beast, uh, March 17, 2017, based on the animated movie Beauty and the Beast from 1991. And then the latest one that they had was Christopher Robin on August 3, 2018, uh, based on the Winnie the Pooh franchise. So there are a lot of upcoming ones that they're about to do that they've scheduled, and some of them are to be announced as well. So let's look at those right now. Uh, the list starts with Dumbo. They're going to uh, release that March 29, 2019, based on the original film Dumbo from 1941. And then the next one is going to be Aladdin on May 24, 2019, based on Aladdin from 1992. Then they're going to do The Lion King uh, on July 19, 2019, based on The Lion King from 1994. Then they're going to have Lady and the Tramp. October 4, 2019, based on Lady and the Tramp from 1955. That's Next, uh, non-theatrical, by the way. Yes, that's not going to be a theatrical one. Um, that one's planned for the Disney Plus platform, which is the streaming service. Um, right now, that's in post-production, by the way. Um, so that's actually going to be something to look out for because it's going to be on Disney Plus, which, you know, you'd have to subscribe to get that. Um, so then the next one is going to be Mulan. So that's a theatrical release. So it looks like the rest of them are going to be theatrical. Uh, Mulan's going to be March 27, 2020, based on Mulan from 1998. Then you're going to have Maleficent 2, May 29, 2020, which is the sequel to Maleficent. And then the next ones are all to be announced. We have Cruella, based on 101 Dalmatians from 1961. Then Pinocchio, uh, based on Pinocchio from 1940. Then you're going to have The Hunchback of Notre Dame based on The Hunterback of Notre Dame from 1996. Then there's going to be a Lilo and Stitch, based on Lilo and Stitch, the movie from 2002. Then The Little Mermaid, based on The Little Mermaid movie from 1989. And the final uh, one on the upcoming is going to be Bambi, from the animated movie Bambi from 1942. Um, so it looks like there are some other planned projects, such as a sequel to the film The Jungle Book, and it's going to feature elements of Bill Pete's rejected material from the 1967 film. And then there's other projects of live action adaptations from animation films like Peter Pan and The Sword in the Stone. And those are look like they're going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, there are also two live action projects of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Those have been announced. One based on the film. And then the other one is based on the tale of Snow White and Rose Red. Also an untitled Chronicles of, uh, what's that, Predane film. Previously, Disney adapted the stories in the animated film The Black Cauldron. Also, they're going to have The Black Cauldron live action there as well. So, um, yeah, those are all the films that have been released or are planned or upcoming as well. Um, let's let's take a look at it, like, these films and see if we actually watched any of them. Uh, and if we have, what do we think? 
first and then we can talk about it all in general so let's talk about the jungle book from 1994 do either of you guys remember this movie the jungle nope. book I had no idea they even made this. Uh, and Nelson, did you remember this at all? The Jungle Book mm, from 94? No, not at all. So I think I, I mean, remember... I, I barely remember the original animated movie in all honesty. But Yeah, that's a 1967 film. So that's <laughs> one of those that you probably would have had to watch a VHS on it for that. Right. Because they did release a VHS. So I actually remember watching this, not in the theaters, but on a VHS. Um, I think we watched it in school. They might have played it during those, you know, those times where it's like downtime and they just play stuff. Did um, we? Yeah, I think they played it uh, middle school or something. like that. I don't know. But they, I've, I remember watching this thing. Um, so the film stars Jason Scott Lee as um, Mowgli and Lena Headey. I don't know who she plays in this. I have to take a look here. Uh, she plays Kitty Brighton, daughter of Colonel Brighton, who is the childhood friend and romantic interest of Mowgli. Huh. Okay, then. Um, So, yeah. So, there's Mowgli. And none of the animals talk in this. Um, So, it's kind of... It was kind of weird, I I think, that, you know, the animals don't speak here. But then they're his uh, companion. So, it's kind of weird. But, yeah. um, I think that's the reason why they... Even though it was a success, considered a success uh, in the box office, I think that's the reason why they, they decided to do it again is because it wasn't done well uh obviously we don't remember it right we don't even remember it being made so yeah i think that's the reason why they decided to redo it again i mean like reboot it. it it looks like they barely broke even yeah um yeah their budget was 30 million and they only made 43 million um yeah. so it, it wasn't as memorable as they probably would have wanted to be right but the rotten tomato score wasn't that bad right, right. 70 79 percent yeah i mean even even roger ebert um said it was <laughs> it had so little connection to Rudyard Kipling or his classic book that the title is beyond explanation. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. But he says that it's a good film and he gave it three stars out of four. But it doesn't fit the target audience because some scenes are not suitable for small children. And the PG rating is laughable. <laughs> so, um, so basically, it was good for things like the scenery because they shot it on location in uh, Jodhpur, India. The cinematography and the costumes and the sets were good too, but the story was not that good. So, I mean, a lot. I, the three of us don't even remember it, pretty much. Nope. So, but the next one, we probably do remember. Do you remember it, Rissa? 101 Dalmatians from 1996? Oh, yeah. The one with uh, Glenn Close? Glenn Close, yes. Nelson, do yeah. you remember this live-action film? Uh, I, yeah, I believe I have seen it at least once, but again, it's been ages, and I hardly remember it at all. But uh, I do, I, I am familiar with it. Yeah, so this one actually grossed $320.6 million in theaters against a $75 million budget. Um, So Rotten Tomatoes actually called it a bland, pointless remake, but then they praised Glenn Close's performance. And she was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress for this this film. So like, yeah, it was kind of like, if if I were to rewatch it now, it's it's totally laughable, but it's enjoyable. It's totally enjoyable. And I actually enjoy 102 Dalmatians more than 101 Dalmatians. So, you, so this is one of the cases where you thought the sequel was better than the original, right? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I actually liked the second one better as well. Even though it was four four years after, yeah, I, I liked it better. I, I thought the story was better um, in 102 Dalmatians. And it, I don't know. It just seemed to fit better because uh, it wasn't like they were basically remaking it. It was original. Right. 
So it just like continues the story rather than like um, retells the story. Yeah, even though it has a, a worse Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like Mulan 1 and Mulan 2, right? Mulan 1 yeah. had a better score than the second one, but you still like the second one, right? I mean, I like the first one of Mulan better. Oh, but... okay, okay. <laughs> so it's not really, but yeah. What about you, Nelson? Did you get a chance to watch 102 Dalmatians back in the this day? This one, I don't think I saw. Okay. But definitely 101. It's just, yeah, I don't remember it per se, like in particular, but I do believe I have seen it. Just not the sequel. Okay, okay. So let's look at uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, that one was uh, March 5, 2010. Uh, that's a Tim Burton version of it. Um, and Linda Wolverton did the writing on this. So it's it was kind of, you know, a real Tim Burton style movie. Um, yeah. It had Johnny Depp, it. Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter and Anne Hathaway uh, as the White Queen and Helena Bonham Carter as the as the Evil Queen. Uh, Crispin Glover no. is in there. She's the Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts, sorry. Not Evil Queen. Queen of Hearts. And she had a really big head. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, and there's also voices of Alan Rickman who did the... Um, the caterpillar, uh, Stephen Fry, Michael Sheen. So they 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 were all there. It's loosely re- loosely inspired by the fantasy novel Alice's Adventures in Wonderland through Looking Glass. Um, so this is the one where she has to slay the Jabberwock, uh, who is controlled by the Red Queen, basically. Yeah. Um, so it's a different story from the original movie that was done in 1951 because that one was more whimsical. And more campy, I would say, compared to uh, this. What the one think? from 1951 was like they were tripping well, on acid. Yeah, that one they were tripping. They were tripping, tripping. But this one and is more closely related. I think it's a little bit more to the books, yeah, rather than uh, to the to the acid trip. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it's weird, but yeah, it, it's weird in the way that it actually follows the books. Yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. We- weird because um, the books were weird, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what did what did you think about it, Nelson? Did you watch it at all? The 2010 film? Uh, no, I was turned off by the Cheshire Cat. Oh yeah, <laughs> too of, creepy. He's really it creepy. was very yeah. very creepy, and so yeah, I haven't seen this one, and obvi- and I'll just say now that I haven't seen its sequel either. Oh, okay. I did watch okay, the sequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did watch the sequel recently, and it was just as weird as the as the one that you know it's a sequel for oh so. i don't doubt that <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean she, i mean yeah yeah i'm more willing to watch it now uh, for whatever reason but yeah uh, the, initially i was definitely put off by the cheshire cat but I, I i think i'll watch it eventually kind of deal and it's johnny depp as the mad hatter and it's b- typical johnny depp so i mean I thought this was a typical Tim Burton movie. Yeah, because this it was one was. Yeah. Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Right. Um, <laughs> they, Tim Burton always includes them. I, yeah. I it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. This is the two of them all the time. Look at look at uh what was that uh, the Pirates movies? Wait, that mm-hmm. wasn't Tim Burton, was it? Uh, no. 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 But still, Johnny Depp. All right. Um, let's look at the next movie. It's The Sorcerer's Apprentice. So this is supposedly weird based on the Fantasia segment from the Sorcerer's Apprentice with Mickey Mouse and Yen Sid, uh, where he gets the powers and he makes all of the the brooms like come to life and try to clean up for him. But this is this movie here, the Sorcerer's Apprentice film, it has nothing to do with Mickey Mouse, nothing to do with Yen Sid. So Nope. It's weird. It has uh Nicolas Cage and Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Uh, Jay uh Baruchel and it's it's just weird. Yeah. 
it's very weird. It's very weird. Nelson, did you did you watch this at all? I I didn't even watch it at all. I, I uh, didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't even know this existed either. <laughs> so so Nicholas yeah. Cage is the um, the one who's he's the character the Yensid character here, and then Jay Baruchel is the apprentice basically. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's it's, it's very weird. Um, I don't know how they came up with the idea of it from Fantasia, but it's weird. So I just say yeah, skip it, basically. It, it like melds the the lore of uh, King Arthur with Merlin in there, and yeah, like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so let's just skip to the next movie. Uh, it was Maleficent from May thirtieth, twenty fourteen. Um, this one was Angelina Jolie as um, Maleficent, and it it kind of tells the backstory of her as a as a fairy in the moors um it's the that's the magical forest realm boarding the human kingdom uh what do you guys think did you watch this at all arissa yeah i watched it um i thought it was an interesting take on it uh angelina jolie did a pretty good job and uh it was kind of cool to see baby aurora with daughter um but yeah Elle fanning did a pretty good job as aurora and um i don't know i i wasn't a fan of the ending of the story um and yeah, i wasn't really a fan of how they depicted the dragon but other than that it was a it was a pretty okay movie what what about you nelson what do you think of this uh this movie maleficent did you watch it yeah um i actually enjoyed it overall mm-hmm. um yeah it was a nice um it was a different perspective it was obviously from uh, maleficent's point of view and like like what you guys were saying like it's uh they showed a little bit more of her backstory um because this was uh obviously she maleficent being a character from the original sleeping beauty movie um right. so yeah it was from her perspective and i yeah it, it was uh cool to see like it, it was a fallen a story for uh, like a fallen hero type thing and... so what, what do you guys think do you think there's a uh, wicked vibes in here <laughs> uh, uh, sort of uh but not necessarily because um with wicked it so the thing that i didn't really like about this movie was uh disney animation kind of touts also kingdom hearts kind of touts maleficent as like the biggest baddie of Mm -hmm. everything um and this live action remake kind of flips it on its head and gives her a heart exactly um i did like the fact that it didn't take uh prince philip to save the day um you know but it's just come on (laughs) you know like she's yeah you could have her falling from grace and whatever but she still needs to end up being the bad guy yeah i mean in this maleficence the shown here depicted as you know the the anti-hero you know like the reluctant hero because the bumbling fairies don't know how to do their job so right and she ends yeah. up being the hero uh, yeah that that's something i didn't like i i mean i i like how they're able to um give backstory and give depth to the villains but he, they need to end up where they where, need to be yeah they need to align with how they end up in the movie right i feel like maybe that's why they're doing a maleficent too oh, to, to kind of round it out gets there to... yeah i hope so at least yeah i wish they would do that they should they should definitely do that because otherwise it doesn't really line up with the rest of the lore that disney has kind of built up um because if you look in in the parks we have phantasmic and maleficent is the big baddie there you know yeah they like to do that they like to make her the really bad the worst of them all so she's the mistress of all evil 
Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, fun tidbit is Vivian Jolie Pitt played Little Aurora. So, yeah, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the, the Maleficent. And then after they did Maleficent, they went on to do Cinderella in March 15, 2015. Um, have both of you guys watched that Cinderella movie? I did. Yep. All right. And, uh, Rissa, what did you think? I actually really loved this one. Really? Yeah, I was surprised at how much I liked it. Um, Lily James did a great job, and the little um, throwbacks to uh, the original with the the tune she hums and um, the little characters that they they weaved in there in in her backstory to add, you know, her mom and and all that little stuff um, was great. And seeing Helena Bonham Carter as her uh, fairy godmother was just. It was hilarious. So I, I really like this movie. Yeah, it's like they finally put Helena Bonham Carter in something that's not dark and ominous or something like that. Right, right. right. Uh, Nelson, what are your thoughts on this movie? Um, I kind of, I, I found it funny how um, like the apparently the origin of her Cinderella name came from. Hmm. Which was like the the evil stepsisters. They're like uh, making fun of like uh, it was the cinders from like um, the the coals. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. actually from the that's story. From the story. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The so book, I mean, the... like they didn't really obviously. At least I don't remember it being that way um, in the original animated movie. No. Yeah. So no, it when they yeah they when they brought that, that full yeah when they brought that over like or kind of showed that in this live action i was like oh that's where it came from <laughs> yep yep so, so from the the hunts or the the tale of cinderella right that's, yeah that's so it again from, yeah. it's it's a more of the the same um themes of like they're taking more from you know the original source material yeah instead of um just a straight up copy from the mo- uh, animated movie but also a kind of an a side small st- like a tangent I couldn't help but see Rob Stark every time the prince showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. man, it's the, the same actor. It. Yeah, it's the same actor. It's just I couldn't help it. I was like, oh, man. No beard, though. So. <laughs> true, Beardless true, Rob but... Stark. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they first introduced Rob Stark, he didn't have a beard, right? It's a kid. Yeah, he, he was kind of a young, younger. Yeah. Teenager lad. But yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> back to your thoughts. Oh, but yeah, I actually did enjoy the movie. Um, I would have liked more, like, I, well, I don't know if more singing would have helped, but um, the, the the mice helpers were pretty cool. They were more of just like actual mice, like, mice <laughs> instead of like Gus Gus and yeah. you know, the, the having all their own like uh, shirts and or clothing. There was a fat mouse, though, right? It was Gus Gus, supposedly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like, them actually, like, being anamorphic type. Yeah. So it was for, actually yeah. more like a live action type. Right, thing. right. It was more closely, more close to a live action style. Yeah. So for me, I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't a musical because the original film was a musical, you know. But um, yeah. it grew on me and I was like, oh, well, it actually is pretty good. The story and the way it's portrayed. I think for me, this... This film here was a turning point to where Disney decided to stick closer to the animated movie than to yeah. stray away and do adaptations. I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, because for the for this movie, um, they were the the director was praised um, for the the way that it was directed, the costume design, and how close it was to the original animated film that 
they received um, a nomination at the Academy Awards for costume design. So yeah, um, yeah, I think this is the turning point for where Disney was like, you know what, we ha- may have something here. Uh, yeah, they actually do have um, Lil- Lily James singing "A Dream Is a Wish Your Heart Makes" and Helena Bonham Carter singing "Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo" mm. um, on the uh, soundtrack, though. Yeah, but it wasn't in the. They should have put it in the movie, I think. But yeah, I'm, I mean, but the way that uh, Lily James did thread that um, that quote and that little humming song that her mom sang to her, yeah. You could actually tell that she could sing. So it was a little disappointing that they didn't at least have her sing one song, like a full song. Yeah, just sing a song, right? Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. So, um, yeah, so after Cinderella, that's when they did The Jungle Book the second time around. Uh, so this yeah. was a reboot. It was done by John Favreau. He's the, he was the director here. And um, did you both get to watch this? Uh, Rissa, you, did you see this? I did. And I actually um, got a poster from D23 uh, because they, they had um, the actor Mowgli come out. And he was there passing out posters and everything with John Favreau. Um, and he sang praises of, of uh, the kid that played Mowgli. Um, he was adorable. Like, oh, yeah? Neil. Yeah, he's adorable in real life. Um, but yeah, I think this was an interesting movie um, because it, it was literally, he's the only human there. Right. And everything else is like photorealistic um, kind of CGI. Right. Um, but their voice cast was was great, um, except <laughs> I did not like the King Louie. Christopher oh, Walken. Really? <laughs> you didn't say. like Christopher Walken. I, I really enjoyed so- that part. Oh, weird. I was like, why are you such a humongous ape? I know he was oh, so big, oh. though. Like, he was huge. He yeah, was no. way, way too big. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of creepy. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, what is this? But I did. I loved uh, Bill Murray as Baloo. Yeah, Bill Murray. Love Bill Murray. And uh, Ben Kingsley as Bagheera. That was pretty cool. Right. Like, he, he, like yeah, I like the way that he portrayed him. How about you, Nelson? Did you, you got a chance to watch this? Uh, yeah. I actually, this is one, I think it might have been the first uh, live action Disney film that I saw in theaters, mm. at least that I could recall. Because definitely, I didn't watch Maleficent or Cinderella till they were on discs. Okay. So. Uh, but for Jungle Book, um, yeah, it had a lot of. I thought a lot of great. Like they had a lot of big names in it for one. Yeah, um, especially the voice. The only one I, th- yeah. yeah, the only one I thought was kind of lacking was they they like they advertised the hell out of uh, Scarlett Johansson being in it. But I'm like, okay, her scene was she was the snake, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was yeah. like, that was only like what five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. Yeah, it's not that long. Yeah, but. Uh, oh well, oh, I I I like the King Louis uh, that they had in this movie. I do agree though that they made him really big for whatever reason. But yeah, uh, they they I said his. Go ahead. They said that uh, orangutans aren't native to India, so that's why they changed it. Oh, so they made him big because he's not supposed to be in India. It says uh, they changed King Louis from an orangutan to a gigantic gigantopithecus. It's like a. Oh, so that's ancient. It's like an ape. It's like a, it's, it's not even extinct. A, yeah, yeah. Oh. extinct ape. So did it go? Is it period? Is it like a period thing, or is uh, it related? Because I, a gigantopithecus sounds like it's from like before, like when dinosaurs were roaming the earth or something. Extinct genus of ape that existed perhaps nine million years See? to as recently as one hundred thousand years ago. But still, I mean, this, yeah, this the book was in the eighteen hundreds, not. Yeah. Not like a hundred thousand years ago. 
So, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Anywho, sorry, Nelson. Yeah, he, no. he would have been the last remaining Gigantopithecus, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nelson. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I I enjoyed um uh King Louis in this movie. Is yeah, just he was. Uh, I agree, he was just big. Um, th- I liked how they um. For the movie, it wasn't like a straight up like musical type thing. Right. Like they kind of uh, like they hummed um, bare necessities instead mm-hmm. of like actual singing it. I mean, when Mowgli was like floating on top of Baloo in the river that they were kind of singing there. But yeah, uh, it was cute. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I mean, it was also kind of cool how it was released on my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. So did you watch it on your actual birthday or did you? Uh... Uh, I don't think I did, but okay. um, I definitely wanted to see it in theaters because of like when I saw it was like the release date was like, oh, April 15th. Well, I'll go see it. Nice. So. Nice. All right. So, um, yeah, that's I liked that movie, too. It was a. Uh, Pretty good. I think that they did a reboot because I had no idea they even did one in 94. Yeah. You know, seeing it again, I think that's that's what Disney knew. I think they knew that a lot of people forgot about the one from 94 uh, because it wasn't that great. So they had no problems creating another reboot without you know people saying, "Hey, you already did this" or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's um that was the Jungle Book. Uh, so the next thing they did in they released in May, which would have been just a month after Jungle Book, it was Alice Through the Looking Glass, which was a sequel to Alice in Wonderland. I I don't even remember this movie. Um, do you guys? I, either of you guys remember the movie? I remember, I remember seeing a trailer, but yeah, okay. yeah. I think they did they did like a scene thing in um you know in uh, California Adventure, you know where they mm-hmm. do the the previews. I think they might have done a preview for it, but yeah. I don't know if they even. I mean, it it grossed two hundred ninety nine million on a budget of one hundred seventy million, so it was a bomb. It bombed in the box office. I don't feel. I feel like they didn't do a lot of marketing for it. Like, like I didn't watch it. Um, yeah, like um, the Jungle Book was the bigger thing for that year over Alice. Yeah, I think it's a little unfortunate though because it was dedicated to Alan Rickman. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think exactly. it was his last piece before, uh, like he finished it before he passed, but. Yeah, he died four months before the film was actually released. So yeah, they dedicated it to him, but it bombed. So, but still, that's probably the last thing he worked on. Yeah, which is sad. It's a shame, but um, mm-hmm. but still, it's um, it's basically a sequel to what they did in 2010. Um, Alice comes back and goes into Wonderland again and has to save it again. So mm-hmm. it's just rehashing the same movie over yep. again. Um, but yeah, that was the. Um, the Alice movie. And after that, the next year, uh, in March 17, 2017, Beauty and the Beast came out. So this was really hyped up. Um, yes. Very, very hyped. There was a lot of advertisement for it. Uh, people were, were really anticipating this coming out because we knew that this one was actually going to be a musical. Uh, we figured yep. that out, right? So um, what are your thoughts, Rissa? What do you think of this one, the live action remake? I have uh, both positives and negatives on this movie. Um okay. I absolutely love the fact that it stayed pretty true to um, the original. Right. Uh, it borrowed some things from the musical as well. Um, I think it probably would have done better to borrow some of the songs from the musical, the Broadway musical. I'm Broadway, talking about. yeah, yeah. Um, I love. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Emma Watson. She's she's yes. an amazing human <laughs> being. Um, but they could have given her more tools by actually maybe transposing the the music or not putting her up against like broadway strong broadway yeah broadway artists 
she did amazing on the pieces that weren't um previously recorded by Paige O'Hara. Mm. So, um how does the moment last forever? Uh Days in the Sun. Um I don't remember the other songs, but the ones that she uh was able to sing in her register, if you listen to the soundtrack and then you watch the movie again, they're way better and it doesn't sound auto-tuned um because they're actually in her range. Uh yeah that's that's my problems with it they didn't really give her the tools to succeed in this movie um but in terms of acting and all that other stuff she was really good um dan stevens and luke evans were the standouts for me do you think do you think that the reason why they didn't transpose um the music for emma watson into her register is because people will listen to it and say hey this is not the same song maybe um but they could have at least given her more vocal training or more time to practice right uh the way that you know um when they did les mis it was like a year before they even started filming because they 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 uh recorded the songs live okay um but yeah the way that they auto-tuned her voice in in the opening scene um when they sing bell right it's a little frustrating because you have like ensemble and cast yes out singing her Yes. And I'm like, oh, this this scene is so frustrating to me because <laughs> it stayed so true to the original that she stood out like a sore thumb, you know? Um, not in a good way. Not in a good way. Uh, but the other songs, I, I thought her voice actually was uh, better and it, it shone uh, stronger. Um, and then I had a problem with Ewan McGregor <laughs> and his uh, French accent. French accent, <laughs> yeah. You can call what it a French doing? accent. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I actually read something that re-record everything again because his first go around he sounded like Indian or something weird that wasn't French at all. So, wow! Wow! Yeah, he had to re-record his whole part. Oh my goodness! Okay, uh, yeah. who did the casting on that one? I feel like they just really wanted Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah, they just wanted <laughs> him in there, but they didn't know what to put him as, so they put him as Lumiere, which is like, why like, would you do that? They didn't necessarily. He didn't necessarily have to do the French accent. Well, yeah, he, because nobody else did more. Nobody else. Like, there's one thing that I I ha- actually have a problem with with all of these live actions what, is they yeah. always pick British, British people. Yeah, British. Yeah, that's my problem like, what's too. Your, what's your problem with Americans? Well, Josh Gad's in there. He's American. Yeah, but he put he puts on an accent, and all I could see was Olaf. <laughs> all so, right yeah i okay. mean the, audra mcdonald is american but she put on an accent too yeah and they so. always put on a british accent like you're yeah. not even in england you guys are in france just put a french yeah. accent in there come on mm-hmm. or no accent or something well because like the original animated cast didn't even have british accents right. they didn't they didn't do british accents because they're not british these yeah. guys are <laughs> yeah so i think they just thought it would be more polished because it's proper english or whatever i don't know okay uh any other any other uh, things you want to say before we hand it over to nelson here for his thoughts i i loved the movie okay. even though i had <laughs> problems with it i i absolutely love the movie i actually just rewatched it yesterday um mm. so yeah and it's uh, a great movie okay so let's move to nelson's thoughts what do you think nelson what do you think of this movie so 
I was patiently waiting for my turn. Okay. As, my goodness, I was so hyped for this movie because the original is my favorite, absolute favorite. Animated um, of all time. Animated right? Disney movie. Yep. And so I was super excited when they announced that they're going to do a live action. And I was even super fanboying out once they announced that Emma Watson was going to play Bill. So I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, of course, when I was over at Disney World in 2016 for the Food and Wine Festival, they were advertising the heck out of it. Right. And also during that trip, I got to meet Bill at the World Showcase, so that was pretty awesome. Nice. Um, so, yeah, no, this there was a lot of hype going into it. And um, when actually in the theaters, I actually saw the movie three times in the theaters. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's love. Uh, yes. Yes. Pure, pure love for that movie. Uh, I loved it. I, I truly did. I enjoyed it every single time I went in the theaters. And then, you know, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen it here at home now. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it does have its faults. I will agree that, yeah, like Emma Watson, like as much as I love her. Um, yeah, singing's off, like truly not her strong suit. Yeah, her not her her strong point. But again, we're then comparing her to, you know, Broadway singers that, you know, that's what they do. Right. So that's not uh, fair. Um, and of course, there were some sleeper uh, sleeper hits. Like I didn't like. I agree with you, Micah, that I didn't know uh, Luke Evans could sing. <laughs> right, right. When I when I, <laughs> I first was saw like, it, I was Whoa. like, Wow, Luke Evans can sing. But yeah, yeah because really I was good. I was kind of scratching my head when they when I found out he was gonna play uh, Gaston. I'm like, Oh, okay, that's an interesting choice. Right. Let's see how um let's see how he plays the character. And I thought he played a great Gaston. He was very good. Uh, yeah. He's a stage performer. Yeah. I didn't even From know From West that. End. Yeah. Yeah. It, see, I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> so now we and, know, you know. Yeah. He performs. And it's, it's, it's pretty apparent that, yeah, he, he actually does have the experience in that. And I loved LeFou. I, of course, LeFou was so fun. I, I really enjoyed his character. And I agree that when I, you know, when he first was, when, when I was first saw the movie and, you know, you first see him, I saw Olaf as well. But uh, no, I, to me now, he's, he's LeFou. Yeah. When, yeah. when I see Josh, uh, Josh Gad. yeah, when I see him, I was like, hey, it's LeFou. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie overall. Nice. My other comment is um, Dan Stevens at the end of the movie does that weird. Th okay, so the whole movie, <laughs> it was it was great and it was wonderful. But the last dance scene when she asks him to grow a beard, it, instead of him doing his own growl, they do this overlay with the soundtrack of the beast doing a growl. Mm -hmm. And it, it just threw me out of the moment. That's my other qualm about this movie. It was it, it was it jarring. Yeah, it definitely seemed a little out of place. Yeah, like I'm like, couldn't he just growl like rar? You know, like, <laughs> but like, why why do you have to like insert a an audio clip of the beast's growl? Like, is weird. But I thought Dan Stevens as the beast was hotter than Dan Stevens as Dan um, Stevens. the prince. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, as Prince Adam. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Wow. I yeah yeah pretty much. I agree with you guys. I, I enjoyed the film, and um, a lot of people around the world did too because it grossed over $1.2 billion worldwide, yes. which is uh, the highest-grossing live-action uh, musical film and the second-highest-grossing film of 2017. And it's the 10th-highest-ever-grossing film in North America and 14th-highest-grossing film of all time. So pretty much... Uh, 
It was Record a success. Breaker. Yeah, it's yes. a success. So, um, what did you guys think of um, the addition of Agatha? Oh, yeah, that was a different. Um, that was different. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. Because <laughs> I, I thought it was it was intelligent, but I thought it was kind of weird that she was just like creeping on the town the whole time. Right. Exactly. Kind of just made her seem like she was uh, kind of just watching like uh what's the term i'm looking for uh but maybe like a guardian of some sort kind of just keeping her eye on everything yeah by, by being in the trenches you know mm-hmm. yeah so she's mm-hmm. she's embedded in there but she's actually protecting the town or, or uh, at least just keeping over, a watchful watching, eye yeah, on watching it, yeah. over the town yeah, yeah, I think I think it was smart to include her in there. That way, they have a way to tie everything together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was um, that was Beauty and the Beast. Um, then the next movie was uh, Christopher Robin, and that was August 3, 2018, last year, and it was based on Winnie the Pooh, the franchise Winnie the Pooh. Um, that one is the most recent release of the live action um, based on an animation. Uh, Rissa, I know you saw it. I saw it as well. Nelson, you didn't get a chance to watch it, did you? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, I think it's available for, you know, on uh, Blu-ray or whatever, so you can watch it if you wanted to. Uh, Rissa, what did you think of this movie? Oh, I absolutely loved it. Um, So this is where Ewan McGregor shines. Yes. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I like, agree. Ewan McGregor's in this one. <laughs> yeah, yes, he, he, he plays he Christopher absolutely... Robin. Yeah. Yeah, he shines in this one. Um, you could see the heart in there, um, him connecting with the characters, you know, even though they're not really there. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of the Winnie the Pooh series, both animated and um, the story by A.A. Milne. Um, so I was a big fan of this movie. Um, I thought it deserved f- a few more awards and nominations than it did. Um, and Haley Atwell really brought the heart. And th- whoever played the kid, the the daughter mm-hmm. um she was adorable i loved it um but yeah they they did a great job with this movie and um uh, obviously her is, it her name is bronte carmichael okay well yeah. obviously this movie um is kind of just a feel-good kind of movie rather than um big sweeping moments that you know life lessons and whatever um but just i, I cried watching this movie uh because i was like oh this is my childhood um so yeah I, I like the movie a lot. Yeah, there were there were parts of the movie where I was like, ah, this is not gonna happen. But then again, you're like, it's Winnie the Pooh, so none of it can really happen, right? Yeah. So it's it's very it is it tugs on the emotions and the heartstrings, you know. Um, so that's why I was able to relate to it. Plus, I also love Winnie the Pooh as well. So it's um when you hear Jim Cummings, you know, as Winnie the Pooh, you're like, oh, it's Jim Cummings again. Yeah. So, I love that they brought him in. Yeah, definitely. They didn't change it, um, but they did change like Eordie's Brad Garrett. So I uh, I thought he did a great job with him. Yeah, he did. He did. I think he was really good. Um, but yeah, um, it was a really good film for me, um, and it's also nominated for best visual effects at the ninety first Academy Awards as well. Um, so it's that hasn't happened yet. Uh, we talked about the nominations uh, in a previous episode, so you guys can check that out. Also, um, what did uh, Rissa? What did you think of that scene at the end where they're all on the beach? What do you think of that one? And then, like at the end, mid credits, where they have you know uh, they're at the beach having fun, and the guy's playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And then nobody, nobody at the theater recognized who that was actually, except for me. I knew who that was. Which one? <laughs> uh, you know where Richard Sherman's playing the piano, and he's performing, oh yeah, no, I did nothing. Yeah, yeah, but when I was at the theater, these people in the theater did not know who Richard Sherman was. I was like, well, yeah, no Richard Sherman. So I was, I pointed, and and then some people around me were like, who's what? that? Yeah, who's exactly. that? And then, and then one person like across my row goes, "That's Richard Sherman." I was like, "Yes, finally somebody realizes <laughs> it." 
Exactly. Uh, and then Kay and it, like whispered over to our coworkers, and I was like, we met him in real life. So, oh, you guys did, huh? Yeah, we met him at um, D23 Expo, the last wow. one we were there. Um, he was at the booth um, for the Family Museum, and Nyrell, uh, she volunteers, so she was down there, and she was like pointing at him and then she introduced us <laughs> oh wow that's pretty cool yeah. so she was able mm-hmm. to introduce you to richard sherman yeah that's pretty cool nice 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 uh so nelson do you know who we're talking about richard sherman here nope <gasps> he he auth- you know he's the composer of like mary poppins movie the sherman brothers the sherman brothers him and his brother it's not just uh mary poppins it's well they did like a lot of movies a lot everything of, they did everything for walt disney uh, you know that song let's get together yeah 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 they did tiki room the tiki they room. did yeah. um small world Winnie the pooh small world yeah. uh jungle book so yeah they did a lot of the movies they did the yeah. the music for a lot of the movies that walt disney uh yeah pretty much so, um had them be their composer the composer yeah the sherman brothers are to that era of disney as alan Menken and howard ashman and uh what's his name rice uh tim, tim, rice? tim rice yeah yeah, yeah are, are to the golden age so uh, so yeah um that's richard sherman um so now th- let's look ahead to some of the movies that are going to be done um this year there looks like to be four um we've got dumbo aladdin lion king and lady in the tramp uh what are you guys thoughts um dumbo you guys seen some trailers for that right oh it's everywhere yeah um what do you think from the based on the trailer rissa what do you think based on the trailer it looks like a tim burton movie yeah um i'm interested to see how they do this uh it doesn't look like they have um what's the mouse's name timothy um the mouse yeah it doesn't look like they have timothy the mouse in this it doesn't look uh, like the the actual uh, animals talk at all. Yeah, and yeah. It, it looks like um it a different story. Around, yeah, it centers around the the people rather yeah, than the, so the animals. It's kind of like they're they're moving away from like you said earlier the turning around of of you know the turning point with Cinderella. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're going back towards adaptations. Or maybe um, it's just that Tim Burton does that. Maybe That's his thing you know. Yeah. It might be. Because if you look um, at the other three movies that are for this year, they look like they're probably going to be the same way that Cinderella was, right? Well, definitely The Lion King. They did scene yeah. for scene. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm interested to see Dumbo. Uh, I'll probably watch it just because, you know, Disney takes my money and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I won't, I guess I won't really have super high hopes for this. Mm. Um, I hope that they have a complete song of baby of mine, but the way that they had it in the trailer was kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be sweet. So we'll see. How about you, Nelson? What are your thoughts based on what you saw in the trailer for Dumbo? Yeah, it, I was surprised to see that um, it seemed like it was more of a story for the, the father, what it seems like a father figure for um, that the two owns. Kids. Yeah, that has, well, yeah, father of the two kids, but owns the, the circus, it seems. Or maybe he's just the, the ringleader. I don't know in particular. But yeah, it seemed to be focused more on the family more than Dumbo. Right. Dumbo is more like uh, I don't want to say plot device, but he's definitely kind of more side like thing. a side yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was surprised to see that. Um, it definitely looked dark, and mm. so I agree that you guys, it, this looks like a, a another Tim Burton movie. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, that's my initial thoughts for Dumbo. I mean, I still kind of want to rewatch the original. There's uh, so many re- originals I need to rewatch. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I w- probably would want to rewatch the original before watching this upcoming um, movie, just so I can refresh myself again. 
there's a there's a real trippy scene in the original where it's like elephants on parade you, re- you guys remember that nope yeah yeah the the real pink elephants and like yeah. they go multicolored and all that it's crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah um so also the casey jr train that's in the uh, fantasy land based on dumbo the, the animated um movie so mm-hmm. uh so yeah uh the next one we have for for this year is going to be aladdin um live action uh it's going to come out may 24 2019 so what are your guys' thoughts on aladdin um the remake here uh rissa what do you think i'm scared <laughs> you're scared because this is your you know, favorite this is my favorite um when i heard that they cast will smith as um the genie as genie I'm a little scared. Um, they could have picked the better Aladdin. There's so many. Like there was somebody, uh, even Jogia. I don't know if you know who he is, but he 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 was um, one of the main people in Victorious. It's a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, yeah, Victorious. Yeah. Um, he has pipes. He can sing. Um, and he like looks the part of of uh, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about um. Mina Masad. So, but I do know who Naomi Scott is. She was a Pink Ranger, Pink Ranger. and I thought yeah. I thought she was great. Um, I hope that they have enough musical elements in this because you know it's it's Aladdin. It was you a know? musical. It was a musical. It's Aladdin. Um, Alan Menken is in, is doing the music, so I'm hoping that they actually include enough in there. Um, I'm hoping that they don't stray too far from the animated feature the way that the Broadway musical did because oh, I yeah. watched the Broadway musical. And I hated it. (laughs) I had the chance to watch Dear Evan Hansen. It was like between Aladdin and Dear Evan Hansen. And I chose Aladdin. You should have watched Dear Evan Hansen is what you're saying, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, so I watched Waitress, um, Miss Saigon, and Aladdin that trip. And I already, like, that's three musicals in one weekend. Um, So I I had to choose between Anastasia, Aladdin, and um, Dear Evan Hansen. And I chose Aladdin because it's Disney, and I made the wrong choice. Ouch. (laughs) So, yeah, they didn't have a boo in that. They went to the original um, script where it's, like, three friends with Mm -hmm. Aladdin. And, um, yeah, I was not happy with it. So, So. uh, Nelson, based based on what you've seen... So far for the live action Aladdin, what do you think? Well, I I just actually want to say that I have the same thoughts for both Aladdin and The Lion King this year. Okay. Um, I agree. I'm scared because both of these movies, Aladdin and The Lion King, like the originals, were phenomenal. Yes, I agree. They were both so phenomenal. These both have such huge shoes to fill. Uh, well, I mean, they shouldn't have to fill the shoes, but they're trying to be their own, like, you know, kind of like a, a retelling. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, since there, there are what there is an original. Of course, there, you can't help but compare them. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, since these originals were just so so amazing, I don't know what these live actions will do. Yeah. Yeah. Both and. I mean, I'll again. I'm gonna see them. Of course. It's it's just. Oh man. Yeah. I I heard that Beyonce is gonna sing. Can you feel the love tonight? So okay, if we're moving on to the Lion King, yeah, I have some thoughts. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, All right, I, I Again, I was just saying, like for for me, both the uh, Aladdin and the Lion King. I'm yeah. Overall, I I will watch them, but I don't want to say I'm having high hopes for them. Do you have any like specific things you want to say about Aladdin before we move to Lion King? Nelson? Um, yeah, I kind of, I, I'd be super disappointed if it's not like a musical because like a whole new world is like right, such a jam. right. Yeah. You need that, right? You need that song. That's the song. 
Like every time I go karaoke, I always ask, like, do I have a female volunteer yes! <laughs> who wants to sing with me? Because yeah, yeah I, I I sing it every time. But yeah, and there's I mean there's Jeannie too. Like no one could ever fill the the void that um you know Robin, Robin Williams, Williams, Williams has left. left yeah, but yeah. Um, but I do hope Will Smith raps. Yeah, well yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so. so cool if he does. Yeah, right. Turn it into a rap. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean. I think whoever they had cast as Genie, you know, you'll still think about. Oh, Ron of Williams, course, no right, matter who. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's Will why Smith I. Or not, yeah. I kind of hope that um, Will Smith takes the the kind of route that Emily Blunt did yeah, with her Mary portrayal, Poppins, yeah. yeah, and makes it his own. You know, right. Definitely, oh. definitely. All right, so let's uh, let's go to the Lion King. Since Risa, you seem to have a lot of opinions on this. Uh, what do you think? So, um, John Favreau did an amazing job with the Jungle Book. Yes. Um. And I don't really know if you can consider this a live action. Um, right, right, exactly. True. Because it's going to be all animated. like Yeah. CG, so yeah. technically, it's just a photorealistic uh, computer animation. Yeah. This is so a different style of animating. Yeah, it's still animation. <laughs> um, so you can do, you have a lot more freedoms to do things here. Um, I'm a little scared for, I just can't wait to be king. Yes, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, like what are they how do, do you... This? How do you do this? How do you make it realistic <laughs> like, looking, right? Yeah. Um, but as far as the, the film star voices, I'm really, really excited for it. Like, they got Donald Glover. They have oh, Seth yeah. Rogen, uh, Chuidal, uh Ejiofor, Billy Eichner, um, John Oliver, Keegan-Michael Key, Beyonce Knowles. They have the OG. James Earl Jones. Yes, like, they yes. got Mufasa, Mufasa you back. You need Mufasa. It's just like, you know, when he did Star Wars, you need him for yeah. Darth Vader. Like they yeah. have an all-star cast here. So I'm really, really excited for it, um, especially since it's not truly live action. So you don't need to rely on, you know, the way that they act. You can do a lot of things with animation. Um, obviously, they'll probably do some mocap like they did they did with Beauty and the Beast to get facial right. Um, right. reactions um, and just kind of meld it with with the lions or whatever character uh, that they play. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this one, um, especially the scene for scene trailer uh, that they, they opened with for Circle of Life. Um, it's going to be exciting. Uh, but yeah, I'm a little scared for how they're going to take... Uh, I just can't wait to be king. Yeah, that's, that's the thing for me. It's like that... I just can't wait to be king. Oh, that's going to be... What about Hakuna Matata? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, that one's I, a little easier. Yeah, because I just can't be wait to be king had like animals stacking on other animals. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that? Making it, trying realistic. to make it look realistic. I feel yeah. like they might just leave it off. You know, yeah, they might off. not even tackle it. Yeah, because from what I've read, uh, when they interviewed John Favreau, they asked him, is it going to be exactly the same? And he said, no, it's not. There's going to be some things that are different. So and my favorite um Timon and Pumbaa scene with yeah, the, the hula the, the hula yeah like come on <laughs> you gonna have a hula Timon come on yeah <laughs> yeah um yep, yep, yep. it's gonna be super interesting to see what's going are yaking yep 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 for <laughs> some bacon yep, yep. <laughs> so um so the last one is actually gonna be on a Disney Plus platform it was announced um it's Lady and the Tramp and that's gonna be um a live action live action I'm gonna quote that because how can you do that again with the dogs right the dogs mm -hmm. um so this is going to star tessa thompson and justin thoreau as the voices of the lady and the tramp um so there's like a bunch of other like ca uh supporting cast like janelle monet sam elliott benedict wong you know 
some of the bigger names and stuff. Ashley Jensen. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, since it's coming out on this platform, uh, Disney Plus, are you guys going to get on the Disney Plus platform? It seems like they're forcing me to yeah, here. I know, right? I mean, they got the Mandalorian coming and all this stuff. So um, Yeah. What about you, Nelson? You going to get on the Disney Plus platform? Uh you know, I might just because it might be that might be my way to watch some of the rewatch movies. all these yeah. <laughs> original movies that I right, haven't right. seen in ages. Definitely. So. How about um, the Disney Time podcast bankroll our uh, <laughs> Disney Disney Plus uh, subscription here? Yeah. Yeah. There we <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. We could t- uh, try to set that up too. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. It's going to be uh, quotes live action. So. Hopefully they can make it look good because you know they wanna if they wanna come out with quality things for Disney Plus they should try to make it look better than Kim Possible. <laughs> it's gonna look on the Disney Channel, right? What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hopefully. Hopefully. It, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so that's the stuff coming out this year. Um, there's some more stuff for uh 2020. Uh, Mulan and Maleficent 2. They've already cast people for Mulan. Um, what do you guys think? This is going to be, I feel like it's going to be all in Chinese. Like the, the language is just going to be straight up because they, they cast, uh, all Chinese cast, right? I uh, would hope so. <laughs> I this movie read... takes place in Japan, right? Oh, oh Japan. Jason Scott China. Lee is in this. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so like I did read something before that they were going to have, um, a white guy come in there. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, I yeah, heard yeah. about that, but didn't they scrap that idea? Because people I were certainly up in hope arms so. About, that, about <laughs> him um, being the hero, just like what they did. Remember the Great Wall movie? Yeah. With Matt Damon, yeah. and he was mm-hmm. he came into China and became the hero. Like, what was that about, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But they're they're following more of uh the legend of Hua Mulan, not mm. Fa Mulan. Mm. Um. And they're also there's no Li Shang. Yeah, I was so gonna, this is I uh, remembered so, that. So I'm guessing this is more of a like a legend. It's gonna go off to the side, not more, not closer to the Mulan that we know. Basically, yeah, I think they're. I wouldn't really call it pandering, but I think they're more honoring the legend. Because um, I do know that um, some Chinese culture were up in arms in regards to the animation. The first, yeah, the animated one. Uh, because it was so far off from from the legend and they thought it was like a farce basically you know the way that native americans are and pocahontas yeah, yeah pocahontas right so do you um, think that they are trying to make up for the animated film by doing this i hope so um i hope it's good i'm obviously biased towards the animated film right um because i love it uh but i can understand where they're coming from um this is their culture uh, so hopefully they they honor it. Hopefully um, they do this right, and hopefully it's worth replacing Li Shang because I, I've I don't know what the whole point of like not having him in there. You know. Um, well, they don't need a love story, I guess, is what they're trying to say, right? Uh, but they do put they did put somebody in there as her. Yeah, there's supposed interest. to be a love interest in this movie. His name is Chen Hong Hui. He's oh a, yeah, An he's An another Yang. recruit. Um, they, he's they a could rival. Have used, they could have used Li Shang instead of this guy, right? Yeah, because he so replaces Li Shang essentially, right? Yeah, so I don't understand the whole point of replacing him. If um, there's still since, a love interest, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. If you're going to use a love interest, yeah. why not use him? Yeah, maybe because they wanted um, they wanted Donnie Yen as commander, and they don't want him to be the love interest. I don't know. I guess, but like you can still, I don't know. Donnie Yen is hot. <laughs> they could have used them yeah they could have used yeah. them but yeah um 
but still it's i i agree i think they're trying to um you know uh look to their chinese market because they have a big market there in china mm -hmm. so they're trying to get some more market share in the movie Definitely. scene over there i think so uh, i think it's cool that jet lee's in it too though yeah nice i didn't know that yeah Sweet. he's gonna be he's the, the emperor. emperor nice and he actually looks pretty old right now like yeah he's aged well he is he's amazing. sick right now yeah right yeah so that's why he looks like the emperor i mean he would look mm -hmm. like the emperor um but yeah um this is gonna be pretty interesting i think and then i hope they, they they do it well yeah i hope so too so then they have the sequel to maleficent also next year uh, maleficent 2 and rissa you mentioned you kind of want it to be more of a like to round it out right maleficent story right that would be nice um i i really hope so because uh the first one left me wanting you know to to like complete the story well it looks like principal photography already ended august 24 of last year so they're probably in post right now right because i would, I would think so. they're in post production yeah, yeah 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 so this is gonna be cool i think but they recast prince philip uh they use harris dickinson yeah they recast them it's weird that's weird yeah maybe he didn't want to do it anymore the original maybe it's just weird it's just kind of weird though uh yeah uh anyway there's looks like uh there are two that are in pre-production um the movie cruella and pinocchio so those are in pre-production and then there are some in development hunterback in notre dame lilo and stitch the little mermaid and bambi so let's look at uh cruella and pinocchio uh what do you guys think You're, are you anticipating these two movies because it looks like cruella is going to be a story of <laughs> kind of like how maleficent's the story of maleficent oh do you think it might be like a backstory of how she became the way she is <laughs> that's what i'm gonna guess what do you think, Rissa? Do you think that's going to be the case with Cruella here? Backstory? I think so. Um, yeah. Because they already told 101 Dalmatians before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Glenn Close is a is an executive producer, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, so also, so now Pinocchio, um, I'm thinking they might do a lot of CG in this thing. Probably. Yeah. He's a puppet. It's a puppet, so. Or I'm a real boy. <laughs> So, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, are you guys looking forward to any of that? I mean, to that movie at all? Or? I'm surprised to even see this on this list. Yeah, it's one of those animated films that I thought was not really... It shouldn't have been a, a, G, a PG movie. It should have been like a PG-13. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, yeah? It was dark, it, but... Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, Black Cauldron, you know? That was really dark. But it's based on a Victor Hugo novel that's like true, come on that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they tamed it a lot you they know yeah. um it's it had a lot of great songs in the movie too yes yes it's a sleeper um it's a sleeper yeah i think if they stay truer to the victor hugo novel uh, they're gonna have some problems um well josh gad is a, a producer on this so i mean yeah i would assume that if they have like josh gad and some some people in there that are have musical background it might have musical elements in there mm. um and that would be nice uh hopefully that they they like tame um the hellfire song a bit oh, yeah. uh because that one was really dark yeah it was yeah Fro frollo is scary so looks like the the director is going to be David Henry Huang on this one. Um, I think he did Madam Butterfly. So he's done a bunch of stuff, like play-related and theater-related. So um, mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see how this one is. I think it might it might end up being like a musical, which should be pretty good, I think. I think he's just the screenwriter. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. It's just the screenplay. Screenplay. Um, but, yeah, to be announced on the director. But that would be pretty cool, though. His uh, 
for his work. Yeah. Um, so then there's Lilo and Stitch, Lilo, Little Mermaid and Bambi. So Lilo and Stitch, 2002. Um, those you guys, you guys watch that, right? Oh I yeah. I love Lilo and yeah. Stitch. I love cool. that movie. Yeah. So what do you think of of them doing a live action of this? Um, I don't know if it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they did a whole animated series on it, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's yeah, needed either. Show. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. I, I don't. I, I don't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I I don't really know if it's necessary just because they did so much with the animated series. They introduced more of the aliens and mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, if it's a retelling, then it would be kind of cool to see in live action. But if they try to add new elements to it, I don't know what more they can do. Yeah, they already hashed out a lot of it. So unless it's like before their parents died but then there's no stitch so you know right yeah right all right yeah, uh, like I, yeah, I, I, so. I was just i was just picturing like how they'd probably animate stitch this is like how they're doing uh detective pikachu <laughs> i'm thinking that's the like that same kind of like animation that style of animation that i can see stitch being yeah you know? i saw some early like rendering designs and they and he just looks weird oh of stitch yeah. yeah oh interesting. looks like a monster just oh no weird. he doesn't look he's cute. supposed to be cute he doesn't look cute at all he looks scary so hopefully that's not what they use i hope they yeah. use something that's cuter i'm so cute i'm fluffy yeah exactly no. like that you know um so little mermaid uh rob marshall's gonna direct that um what do you guys think you think it's gonna be any good you think it's gonna be like the movie the anime? well if you look at who the producer is you got oh, lin-manuel miranda mm-hmm. i see that mm-hmm. so um, musical and rob marshall <laughs> did just direct Barry Poppins Returns. This is true. Um, true. And he did Into the Woods. So he is known for musicals. Um, I would anticipate this being a musical as well, similar to Beauty and the Beast. Um, Hopefully they onboard Alan Menken uh, to throw in his two cents in there. Um, I struggle with this because I don't really like Ariel. Yes. Yes. I don't like her story. I don't like how she gives up who she is. For a man that she doesn't even know just because he's hot. Um, I would have much preferred them do an Ursula movie, much like how they did a Maleficent movie, because Ursula actually has more depth than Maleficent. They have more to go on. This is true. Um, Yeah, it would have been cooler to see an Ursula movie than a Little Mermaid movie, in my opinion. What about you, Nelson? Do you think that... um... Little Mermaid, it should have been something like Ursula. Um, I mean, that'd be a kind of a nice theme going on that they because I mean, they did they're doing a Cruella movie, right? Right. So they're kind of doing the perspectives of the of the uh, the villains. So yeah, that'd probably be a good like a good change just because also there wasn't there another recent like Little Mermaid movie came out, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like the Dis- obviously not the Disney Little Mermaid, but there was one. I think it's up on Netflix right now. But um, but yeah, I think it's called The Little Mermaid, and it's not like yeah. When Disney when one. that one was coming, I was like, oh, I didn't know Disney was doing it already. But then I was like, oh, this isn't a Disney one, right? So yeah, so I'm guessing they didn't want to release it at the same ish time. Mm. So I I don't know. That's just a, 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 I guess a separate thought. But yeah, I again will want to see it. But uh, oh yeah, I'll watch it. But I agree that um, or. Uh, I think the, a movie for Ursula would probably would have been pretty cool instead. I would also root for a Gaston movie. Yeah. They have, these yeah. villain movies would be pretty good, I think. I right? Mean, it would be more inventive than just retelling a, the story. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, 
when we talk about like overall um, remaking these animated ones into live action. Uh, so let's look at the last one that they that actually talked about. Uh, it's it's Bambi based on the Bambi movie, and it looks like it's produced, directed, and written by Matt Damon. What do you guys think? You think you're you're ready to watch a Matt Damon film on Bambi? I wasn't uh. the biggest fan of the original, so I. I mean, I'll watch it because it's Disney, but yeah. It's just like a meh movie? Yeah, meh. How about yeah, you, Nelson? I'll watch it, but I mean, when you said I didn't even know Nat- Matt Damon was going to do it, so I'm like, oh man, freaking Jason Bourne? He's yeah, it's be- like, I mean, there's got to be some action here, right? Maybe <laughs> some explosions or something. He's going to be making a... Is, is Matt Damon going to be saving Matt Damon or be saved again? Like, in all the movies <laughs> that he gets saved in? Is Bambi going to get saved? Is Bambi going to be Matt Damon and he's going to have to be saved? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you know. He's John always getting Matt saved, Matt. man. Yes. Starting with is. saving Private Ryan. He was, he was Private Ryan. So, yep. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's, let's get you guys' overall thoughts on um, them remaking the animated into live action. For it, against it, pros and cons. What do you think? Rissa, what do you think? I guess I'm both for and against it. Um... I think that it'd be nice if they... I like the adaptations, um, but I think the adaptations need to stick a little closer uh, to the source material and like add something to it rather than just be derivative. Um, I'm against the ones that are like exactly the same. Um, I don't think there is one that's exactly the same. Right. Um, so as long as they don't have one coming out, that's just exactly the same, like, exactly the same, yeah. then I'll be fine with it. Um, that's why I'm a little scared for Lion King. Mm. Um, I just hope that it's, it's not just them adapting it to live action from, you know, well, quote unquote live action from, from the source material. And I hope that they add something artistic to it, um, that it, it is beautiful and, um, as heartwarming as the original was. Um, so Yeah. I, I also think that if they follow the the way that Maleficent was, um, that they should start to create more villain movies because that would be really cool. Um, and they have some some pretty cool villains in their in their canon. Yeah, like Jafar. I'd like to yeah. see a Jafar movie. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nelson? What are your thoughts overall on um, them going from animated to live action adaptations? So I'm kind of in the same camp where I like it and I don't like it at the mm. same time um a lot of these movies i i definitely enjoyed like of course there's Beauty and the beast um i did like and enjoy maleficent and cinderella jungle the jungle book but uh again there's these upcoming adap like or upcoming movies that um i'm scared for aka aladdin lion mm-hmm. king right um even even mulan uh so because, yeah, we're obviously just going to be comparing them to, you know, what we already have seen, which we all love and in- enjoyed the originals. Um, right. That being the case, uh, one part I don't like is that it kind of just makes it by doing all these live action remakes. It just like, man, is Disney really running out of ideas? Yeah. <laughs> Milk it makes the you cash think about cow. That, right? yeah. I-, I understand milking the cash cow, but oh, man, it's like. It's it's awesome when they come up with something brand new. Yeah. Like when when Wreck It Ralph came out, I was like, this movie is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when yeah, Zootopia yeah, exactly. came out, this movie is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. So I love it when you know Disney strikes gold with these you know um, new ideas. But um, yeah, with 
with all these remakes, it's like, oh, kind of just it's great. And it's it's fun to see and to compare with the originals. But then again, you're comparing to an original. So, yeah, it's it's already been done in a sense. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm on both sides. Also looking forward to it, but also just like, yeah, I've already done this. <laughs> I think there's a problem with sequels too, though. You run into that. Mm-hmm. Like, do we really need a Toy Story 4? Yeah, like, I was so surprised they were going to do another one. Like, when they announced that at D23 Expo, I was like, but why? <laughs> like, Toy Story 3 ended so well. I cried my eyes out. I was happy and sad at the same time. Like, <sighs> why? Why? Well, I mean, they kept it going. They came out with a bunch of shorts after that. You know, yeah, but Party Stories Rex they, and all that but other it was, stuff, right? It was in line with them being with Bonnie, you know? Well, now Why they're do... they're like trying to find Bo Peep, right? So it's, uh, you know, it's another but another wrinkle that's, in there. That's just Toy Story 2. Yeah, yeah. And they're just redoing stuff, so. And Toy Story 1. Toy Story 2 was derivative of Toy Story 1. Mm-hmm, yeah. So. Woody finding himself, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Do we need that? No. no. Do we need it? No. We Toy Story 3 was good, too. Yeah. Well, so. Toy Story 3, that was original in my opinion i thought (laughs) i thought toy story 2 was better than toy story 1 but toy story 3 was better than all of those so hopefully toy story 4 is better than 3 i don't know we'll see yeah but yeah i i'm i'm a little bit exhausted with with uh sequels like why do we need a frozen 2 like wreck it ralph 2 was all right but did you really need it No. no exactly like uh, they're they're milking the cash cow here. So so for me, um, what I see is that Disney nowadays is trying to make money, and yep. they're they're more focused on the business side than the creative side. Um, I don't know if if that's an because of the investors want that, but it's what it looks like to me is that they want their stock price to go up, and that's mm-hmm. all they're they're looking at. They're looking at investor confidence, and they know that some of the IPs that they've already created are making money so they instead of uh putting a lot of money into something that they know uh, or that they don't know what's going to happen like a new idea they're putting money into um stuff they know has been proven to be good like for example frozen frozen was a big hit um and so they're like okay let's make a second one um or like some of the live action stuff that they're doing, they're saying, oh, it was a big hit before. We know people will recognize that there's a movie already out there animated. So we'll play to that because we know our audience uh, will bring their kids if they saw it when they were a kid. That kind of deal, right? So um, they're trying to be uh, steady with uh, bringing the income in, bringing the revenue in. Um, When they release new things, it's because they have enough money that they know that they can take a hit if it happens to fail. But they should still do more of those because they don't fail and it actually adds to their collection of IPs. That's what I think. Well, because like look at Coco, right? Look at Zootopia. Those are really good, actually. And they're going to put a Zootopia land in Shanghai. They had two fail this year. They did. Oh, yeah. They did. Yeah. Wait, which ones were the failures? Um, uh, a wrinkle in time. Yeah, 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 and Nutcracker. Yeah, so I mean, they didn't. So those weren't really original either. See, um, but they're the way they adapted the book to the mo- to the film was not good. So yeah. that's the problem. That was the problem there. They, um, but they they already knew that the books were popular. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Nutcracker was based on um, the ballet, the Nutcracker. So I think, yeah, I think they changed a bit too much there. Right, right, right. They, and with a Wrinkle in Time, they didn't stay true enough to the books. 
Um, yeah, exactly. So I mean, and that's a a three part book. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's three parts. But they could have, yeah. It's just like, but they they tried to take something they knew was already a hit with people and then adapted to the screen, right? Yeah, so, we'll see how Artemis Fowl goes. Right. Oh, I know. So yeah. is that is that an original or is that based on it's a book? book. You see, it's yeah, a book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's based on a book series, right? So um, when they come out with new things like Zootopia and original things like that, that's the stuff that we like, right? Because it, it gives them more more IPs. They should keep doing that. Uh, instead of doing it once every other year or something like that, they should do it every year. I think they should do one every year. But I honestly think they need to go back to doing attraction movies. Um, you mean like the Haunted Mansion? Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Pirates. Pirates. <laughs> well, they're they, going to reboot Pirates, right? They did, they? yeah. They also did um, uh, Tomorrowland. Yeah, they did a Tomorrowland yeah. movie. I thought that was very inventive. I like yeah, it. but George Clooney couldn't even save that movie, so yeah. Uh, but maybe they should do a Big Thunder. Yes. Yeah, something like that. I mean, they're doing a Jungle Cruise movie, so that's oh, that's right. Be, yeah, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, with that's the Rock. Right. He's like mm-hmm. the biggest star out there right now, and Emily and Blunt, Emily Blunt. So, yeah. Um, you know, they're doing stuff like that, which is good. Um, but I think they should do more. I, I think. I think should. so too. Yeah. So it would be really cool if they could do a House of Tomorrow. Oh wow! Yeah, that'd be really good. And then somehow tie it to the Monsanto company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things going wrong. Well, you know, like remember when they ha- they came out with Meet the Robinsons? Now yeah. that was a pretty inventive movie, you know. Like it was, yeah. What what happened to that? You know, we should try to do some more things like that. I think. Yeah, but I I think it's kind of in line with the way that Disney has always operated, though. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you look at how Walt Disney himself adapted um things from books, yeah, like so- Snow White itself yeah the first one and then pinocchio well, they were mm-hmm. they're based on books yeah yeah and legends and all that um it's what's beautiful about art um art, uh, art breathes more art um but yeah at this point i do think that they're kind of milking the cash cow right definitely definitely all right what do, what do you think Nelson? do you think this is true do you think they're doing that they're just milking it well i mean of course if, if, when it all the senate done it always comes down to money definitely definitely all right um so any closing thoughts, Ritza? Do you want to say anything for our listeners? Uh, yeah. Even though Disney milks a cash cow, and even though we have these criticisms about it, um, they still have my heart, and, <laughs> and I'll always continue to to buy into it. Um, just like I always say, Disney just take my money. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to our episode, and uh, talk to you next time. And uh, Nelson, you want to say anything to our listeners? Yeah. So um, thanks, guys, for dropping by again this week um i know this uh you know there's a lot of uh, upcoming movies coming up especially even this year there's and not even just you know straight up disney there's of course star wars and and marvel this year as well definitely so lots to look forward to and lots lots to uh well maybe hopefully look forward to <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so um i uh, hope you guys enjoyed our episode and uh yeah we'll see you next time so i want to thank you guys for tuning in and I want to say, please subscribe and leave us a good rating and review on whatever podcast app you're using. We are on Spotify as well. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, please check out Nelson's latest vlog video on our YouTube account, Disney Time Podcast. Um, he's checking out uh, Epcot on his second day for Food and Wine Festival. So there's a recap at the end as well. And then uh, look forward to more videos coming out. Um, and I want to say, please continue to listen in and check us out on our website, DisneyTimePodcast.com. So on behalf of the other two, I want to say thank you very much and 
We'll see you next time. See ya. Later. Later.